So one of the key things is um, to set that up as part of the deal. So my nature, I'm going in there to challenge. So my principle around, if you're trying to level up as a leader and you want to do something, you want like a paradigm shift, a step change, we're going to have to deconstruct some stuff here. Like if you right. want me to come in and just do your bidding, I'm not the guy. Like I'm right. here because these are the things that I've seen. Now, is that what you want? Do you want me to do that or not? Right. And if it's no, okay, let's not work together. Um, the right. ego challenge that you get as well is sometimes exacerbated because of the hero nature of that entrepreneur. Welcome to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. My name is Chris Thompson, your host of the show and the head coach of the Student Works Management Program. This is a show dedicated to young and ambitious entrepreneurs and ultimately the leaders of tomorrow. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you create the future you know you deserve. Let's get started. Hey, leaders. Wow. It's really been amazing in our progress uh, for our podcast, just how many amazing people are reaching out to us. And, and I, I go, just so you know, what I do is I, I go and read all sorts of information about them, see if they're fit us. Then I go and have a conversation with them to make sure that they fit. And we've just got a, a great, great leader and entrepreneurial coach, uh, Joe Trodden. And Joe has been in the entrepreneurial mindset space for the last seven years, where he has worked with entrepreneurs. His work is now specifically with entrepreneurial leaders in post-startup, pre-scale. And uh, basically, he is a mindset coach. And he's gone in and worked with these men and women who are leading, who are creating opportunities, and they're at a point where they need somebody to add structure, to add space, to and how they can go to that next level and scale. Really fascinating conversation. Um, he talks about the challenges he's had. He talks about the self-development that he's, he's made throughout his years. Um, I know you're going to love this conversation. I'll be shocked if you don't. And uh, I loved it. I loved having it. And I got wiser from it. I took some, some notes down. Uh, I'm going to go and look at some some of the uh, insights and, and resources that he recommended. We'll put those in the show notes. And then my my ask always is the same. My mission, my where I've placed my world, where I've placed my all my efforts in my career, and will just continue to do so is developing you know young leaders uh, to make a real impact in the world. And we there's never been a time where my work has been more important. Frankly, that's 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 what I believe. And if you know any young leaders who are looking to get developed and looking to to take on awesome awesome you know challenges or just just you know again really those challenges that make sense for them and to make a difference in the world, please send them my way. Uh, you can always reach out for me with any feedback about our podcast at Chris at leaderspodcast.ca or send a friend to apply at leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Thanks so much. Have an unbelievably fantastic day. Thanks so much. Well, Joe, thank you very much for joining us on the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, no, super excited. And again, we really appreciate, um, you know, your people reaching out to us because we really think that the message and, and your story is really something that can really assist our young leaders who listen to our to our podcast about 
you know, just uh, uh, opportunities in the world and understanding best practices. So why don't we just get started, Joe, with just what your background is? Sure. So like the the, the brief story is um, started yes. on a on a law career. Um, you know, went to university, did law, came out of that and thought, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I went to uh, <laughs> do IT for a little bit because I thought, you know, money's in IT. It's another career option. It was only around my 30s that I actually woke up um, and felt like, you know, I was doing IT projects in a law firm actually at that point. And it was just like, that. this is not, I am not in alignment here. Do you know, I am not right. doing the thing I'm on this, yeah. this planet to do. So from there, from early 30s, it was a bit of an exploration. Um, I'd always been interested in people's heads. So I looked at mental health for a bit. Um, I did a psychology degree. I worked with uh, a youth charity for a bit. But I'm really interested you know, the more I dug, the more I'm interested in macro change. And it's business right. that creates that macro change. So once I had that realization, I set up my own um, social enterprise for a bit. I went to work with uh, the world's largest free accelerator, Entrepreneurial Spark, where I got to combine business knowledge and coaching of mindset. And since uh, leaving there, I've set up my own specialist um, business, which focuses on guys who are making a transition. Um, from entrepreneur to entrepreneurial leader, it's, it was it's really been a journey of um, refining iteration almost as I've gone. You know, it's yeah. it's like this. I quite like mindset. There's something in people's heads. Mm, I quite like business as well. How do you combine that? Right? Where's a yeah. place I can add the most value? But it started right. from like a wake up point in my early thirties. It's just like this. This first career choice is the wrong move, Joe. Um, but that, that's the journey. Well, that's great. And why don't we just, for the benefit of our young leaders, one thing I want to dig into is what do you think had you thinking about law and had you maybe making that wrong career decision? Not, and one of the things for all our leaders is it's okay. We're going to make lots of mistakes. Sure. But what do you think had you going down the wrong path? Because I thought Magnum PI was a cool dude and that law would be a <laughs> bit like that, you know, that I'd get a Ferrari and I'd cruise about an island solving crimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was partly that, but it was also um, just because that's where the education was focused, you know? Like, mm -hmm. hey, if you're a smart person, be a lawyer, be a doctor, be an accountant, you know? Yeah. Okay, I'm quite smart. So, you know, I'll go and be like, law seems like the most interesting thing. I like right. sort of arguing and debating. I probably had a bit of a romantic version of that. But nobody ever right. asked me, like, what do you really want? Do you know, like, who right. are you? What do you really want out of life? What's your vision? It was just right. an autopilot of smart people do this. So then when yeah. I go to university, I knew probably probably in the first year, like, but certainly by second year, ah, I'm not really into this, but I'm not a quitter. Yeah. You know, like people like me don't quit uni. There was a stigma yes. around anyone who kind of dropped out of uni, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just stayed that course. And then I knew that I didn't really want to do that. And the money was then in IT, yes. you know? So then I'm like, well, okay, money. And at no point was that question coming up around, what do you really care about? What skills have you actually got? What's the impact yeah. you want to have in the world? I don't yes. know whether I would have listened. I, I'd like to think I would. Um, I don't know if I would have or not you know, really reflected properly on those questions. But it was yeah. never something that came up at any depth. You know? um, I think yeah. that was what the, the, that's why I ended up going down that path. Right. And I think for our leaders as well, like, I think there's a real good chance if people are listening consistently to this podcast, they are thinking about that. And I think as well, um, you know, the, the next generation, we're obviously a little bit older, that next generation, I think there's a lot more 
purpose? How can you contribute? What can you do? Why do you want to do it? Do I just want to do something to make money? I think there's less and less people who are who are rigged in that direction. And it's hard not to sort of also be concerned with how can I make money in this crazy world, right? And yeah. and and especially, I think it's hard to really know, right? It's it's hard to really know and make make decisions uh, about what you want to do with very little information. Yeah, man. Right. It's, it's the iterations, you know, like from my wake up point, it was there's something that I'm drawn to people's psychology, you know. So then when I went to mental health, I was like, no, that it isn't this because it doesn't feel like I can have the impact. You know, it yes. wasn't it wasn't about full potential. It was like, um, you know, just getting people up to a standard almost where life was manageable or bearable for them, you know. Yes. And, and that's a great thing for somebody to do, but it wasn't the thing that I am supposed to be doing. But there was something in that, you know. Yeah. And then there was yeah. something in the, the business that I was in. But I didn't yeah. really want to run that business. Um, right. I was more interested in how do you work with multiple businesses. So it was just like, it looks like it makes sense looking from yes. here backwards. But it was just those iterations. You know, there's, there's something yeah. in that. And I want to do the next thing. But I'll tell you, Chris, what is interesting about it is that when you have a mindset like that of it's this, mm, okay, well, I like this part, but I'm going to change this. The iterations from that point to where I'm now were so much faster than, you know, when I was on autopilot. You know, I was in that yes. IT um, job for like, what, seven, eight, nine years. Just kind of, yeah, you know, but then when I actually had the wake up, it's like iterate, iterate, iterate. And now I'm yes. really happy where I am, you know? Yeah. And I know delivering way more value to the world. Um, and, and I know For the sure. way the world works is you, when you deliver value, things come back to you. So it's, it's, it's also like that. So it's kind of like freeing ourselves from those, I should do this, or I should do that, you know, or I should go do this to make money. Sure. And again, one of the, I think the most powerful things about choice is choose. And sure. then I think commit like commit, like, let's just commit. I know what it is. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years. I'm going to commit and then, okay, evaluate. Okay. Mm -hmm. what, and, and because if you don't go hard at IT as well, well, then you don't get the value because probably as well, you can look back through those lines and say, oh, look at the value I got there. Look at the value I got there. Look at the sure. value I got there, especially post wake up call, right? Sure, sure. And there's, yeah. there's a risk as well. I think the biggest risk for me in that IT role was that, it was good. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like there was a point yeah. where I worked in a call center and every day I was like, I am not going to continue working in this call center, do you know? For sure. Uh, but the, the thing is that there was a job, that job became the money's pretty good. You know, there is a degree of challenge there. But in my heart, I knew that it wasn't what I wanted to do, but the pain wasn't strong enough. So it's, yes. it's quite easy. See, when you get that, that moment of like, mm, is this actually good enough? The answer is no. Do you know what I mean? Yes. As soon as there's any kind of doubt, it's it's not good enough, and you should be looking at what I, the next thing is. Let's highlight that, Joe. If you you were thinking if this is good enough, it's not good enough. Yeah. Right? In your relationship, if you're thinking this is good enough, it's not good enough. Now, by the way, just so we're clear, that doesn't mean I'm exiting my relationship. No, that means I'm going to get busy working on my relationship, having a conversation with whoever it is in my life. You know, say, hey, let's make our relationship better. Let's mm, work on this, or sure. or my or my health. Is it is it is it good enough? No, let's take it to a better level. Yeah, you because, know, I just love that because when it is good enough, that question is nowhere near your mind. Do you know, you're That's thinking exactly. about like, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a million other things to think about. That does not exactly. Even enter. Yeah, 
next step, next action piece, next action. Love it. Love it. That's great. So tell me about, you know, some of the things I know our young leaders would be excited about learning more about um, is the entrepreneurial enabler, you Mm -hmm. know, and working in that organization. What sort of things did you learn? What sort of things, you know, uh, was that experience about? So I think that um, there are loads of different types of entrepreneur um, and it's about understanding like what actually are you supposed to be? There's so much romanticism around the like the Elon Musk type. I do like Elon Musk, you know, he's crazy, like, but I like Of course. Um, There's so much around every, that's what an entrepreneur is, you know, rather than being actually see if you have a smaller business and you have the impact that you want and you, you carve out the job that you want and you add value in the way that you want. Like that, that should be a hundred percent celebrated as well. Yes, it should. The whole thing of like your, your whole journey should be, uh, you know, the, the rounds of investment and like, don't get me wrong. That, that is, you know, that's clients that I work with, but yes. I just felt at times there was a lot of pressure that there was one type of entrepreneur. And yes. again, people ask themselves, do I, what do I want? Do I want to be a freelance consultant? Is that actually what this is and where I add the value? Yes. Do I want a smaller organization that has more impact? You know, it doesn't have to be that, that one size fits all. I felt there's a bit of pressure on at times to become that. It's really, I think you're really, really wise. And I'm not surprised you found that. And, and I've seen friends make real errors. And I know one of the biggest errors in my life is we, targeted or partnered with Home Depot. Mm. And we raised over a million dollars and expanded right across Canada and North America and provide pinning services, grew from 300,000 to 26 million in five years. And, and it was all about that, yep. trying to be a big guy, trying to live that dream, that sure. vision, that, and it was off purpose. It's, that's not really what I was put on this planet to do. I'm sure. put on this planet to lead young entrepreneurs and make a difference. And, and I feel so at home. And so I can add the most value. And, uh, and it's not clearly there were parts of what we did in doing that, that were good and were exceptional, sure. but ultimately it wasn't my space. So I, I can't agree more. And there's, there is a, there, there's a bunch of people backing you to do it. And there's a bunch of people excited about it. And I got to tell you, my ego got out of my way, sure, right. got in my way. Right. And I yeah. got excited and, um, yeah, I lost myself for a while. So yeah, thanks for sharing that, Joe. Yeah, no, it's it's hundred percent that, and bigger doesn't necessarily mean better. You know, there's there's yes. businesses I know that they've got bigger and then they don't exist anymore because yes. they, that that game is different. You know, some of the guys that I'm working with, we are doing go big or go home, right? So they're prepared yeah. to lose what they've got because if they can't create the big thing, that that's not what they want to do. But right. I'm I'm not on that journey. Like I know right. that where I add the most values, I want to stay small, agile. I don't even, I wouldn't consider myself an entrepreneur, you know, as right. I, I am more of a consultant, um, right. but, but I know that's where I want to operate because I can move around these different businesses, get excited, help them to grow. Um, and I keep learning and leveling up because I get to work in all of these different environments. Like that's what my mind wants. You know, it wants yes. that novelty of go, right, we'll take a bit of this from here and we can use that from here and we can create that structure over here. So it's when you actually understand yourself and what's important to you. Um, try and crowd out some of that noise but I, I get that whole thing about the ego and like the expectation and the pressure that I put on some people so like work, working with them um it's really it's really that clarity on what what your vision is you know and yeah. that it is your vision and to be around the right people that will support you to do the thing that you want to do um and not what they think you should be doing 
Yeah, and it's really quite a journey. And and obviously, we're talking with decades of experience and decades of good experience and bad experience. But in our mind, it always is good experience. When I asked Joe how things were, he said, fantastic today. So (laughs) we've got the answers. (laughs) Or at least we'll we'll point them in the right direction, right? Every day is a good day, bud. Every day is a good day, you bet. So tell me about your transition from entrepreneur to entrepreneurial leader. Cool. So that's the the core client group that I work with. So they're typically in business to at least two years, two to four years, entrepreneur founded. Um, they are going for their second round of investment. Usually they've usually had like right. one round in or they're, they're thereabouts. But it's this transition from it's not just an extension of me anymore. It's becoming its own entity. Um, and this whole thing around being able to let go of power being able to increase more ownership throughout your organization, also firming up that strategy. The guys who are going to do the big thing are the guys who thrive in chaos, in my experience. The ones who will be looking at a chaotic situation and only see an opportunity. My mind isn't like that, right? So I know my mind. My mind is about structure, order from chaos, uh, which is why they need me when they're making that that next Ah, step up, right? Good point. But that makes me a really poor entrepreneur because I want, clarity and structure and control right from the start and that's not how that works you know you've you've got to go with that all of that uncertainty right so you look at the shift that happens you've got that kind of um operating chaos opportunity opportunist tend to be uh, visionary extroverted so those guys can draw people in because they're excited by this hey this person's doing this cool thing yeah so then they'll get that team of like five certainly less than 15 but then things start to change and uh, their mindset is bringing too much chaos. The way I like to think about it is that you've got that mind, when that mind is pointed out to the world and looking at opportunities, that's why they got to where they got to, right? Because they can see what's out there and see this new future. When you turn that lens inward to your organization, you just turn it into a mess because now you're looking at it going, oh, well, the way you're doing that, we could do that differently. Oh, there's another way to do that. Oh, there's an opportunity for you guys to work together. And now we can do this. Here's another way to, and and the team end up going, I don't know what you want me to do anymore because there is no structure. There is no plan. So it's really helping them at that stage, recognize that's happening and keep them pointed in the right direction. Outside. Yeah. Get out of the office. Get out of the office. Stop looking over here. There's nothing to see. I'll sort this bit out. You just keep looking that way, you know? Um, So I really provide that link between, you know, the entrepreneur and and the people and the the structure that's required internally. And then there's a point at which I am out of that. You know, once that that element is taken care of and it's a, a functioning machine, for want of a better word, they don't need me anymore. Because I don't right. want to be in a business, you know. I don't want to be like the COO in a business for right. five or ten years or whatever. You know, I want to go in, we sort this stuff out, and then I'm off on my next adventure. Perfect, perfect. So it's it's funny. I know Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach, talks about the no office solution for entrepreneurs. Like literally, get out of the office. Sure. Like, and that's some of why that happens, right? Just you know, get them focused someplace else. And and it's it's funny as well. I hear what you're saying. Like for our business, our business has grown, you know, I know in the last 10 years from 4 million to 13, 14 million. And it's all about structure that my partner and CEO and wife has brought in to sort of, oh, here, we need more structure, Chris, in this area, in this area, in this area. And and I shouldn't say all about that, but that's what was missing. Mm. That's what was missing. Because I'm, we had structure, but just not as clearly defined, not as, so, and that's one of the things as well for us to get is, is that we're 
all just way better in teams, sure. right? And understanding what you need, right? And understanding, you know, and again, sometimes as well, it's that, like, so how did you learn to sort of see what businesses need, Joe? Because I'm so interested in mindset. You know, because it's okay. all about it's all about like cognitive styles. You know, you can see what's happening there, and it's my the draw for me. You know, there there, there are people out there that will be heavy into engineering or food right. or like everybody. What's amazing to me is there is I'm not a, I'm not a religious guy, but it does it seems like such a weird coincidence that the balance of the world's interests, you know, like individuals' interests. Is, is pretty well balanced. I mean, it's not like there's 80% of the world want to, you know, are really interested in food. Right. You know, 2% are like interested in this. Like the, the balance is amazing. Right. And when you look at the different cognitive styles, you know, like the, the visionary types, the structures and the yeah. planners, the people who are strong on emotion, the people who are very rational, you know, there's all these different um, types. And if anybody hasn't taken a Myers-Briggs test, like go and do that as an introduction to mindset because it's a great way to appreciate yes. yourself and, and other um, types. You can take one at 16personalities.com. But like the, this balance of um, all the different thinking styles, that just fascinated me. And yes. because I believe in, I'm really interested in human progress and social change and it's businesses that are going to drive that, right? That's the bottom right. line. Governments play a part in their policies and whatever, but it's the entrepreneurships, the individual expression of that. So then I'm looking at those guys and I'm looking at the ones who have the highest impact and it's that space. Like it's the guys who have got this traction now is the formative point of what this business is actually going to become. You know, I can't go to a huge, some multinational bank. I've, right. you know, I've, I've worked near that and you, right. you just can't do anything, man. You can't do like ever. Yeah. It's too late. Like you can't turn that oil tanker around. You know, I, I certainly don't have the patience for that, you know? And there's another thing, Joe, just to sort of say, and then please continue. Sure. There's another piece is, is, Joe, is in those big oil tankers, they are creating enormous value the way they're creating. And so it's kind of like they don't like in many ways, it's like, let's just keep us spitting out money sure, and, and making slow, methodical, you know, and change happens over time. I've got friends who are, you know, VPs of enormous Canadian banks. And it's like, you know, there's like there's a lot of reasons why they are the way they are sure. and they create great value and they're meant to be kept the way they're kept. <laughs> you yeah. can think about it, right? It's, you know, it's, it's true. Um, I have to say though, I don't think a lot of them are going to make it in the new world. Like the only okay. reason that the big banks still exist is apathy and what, you know, right. because the technology to disrupt them is already here, you know? Right. Um, but there's an element of mistrust of that, you know, in the mass and also inertia, like this is just how things have always been. So let's do it. For sure. Um, I, I totally get the point. It's, it's about that thing of value, you know, where do you add the most value, Joe? What's the thing? Do I want to do a 10 year project and something that's enormous and maybe that does have a global impact? It's more about right. that ripple effect outwards. So when, I, when I've when i gone into the depths of those cognitive styles and my offer is iterated so much more towards, if you are not the visionary entrepreneur, if you are not um, this type of cognitive style, if your business isn't at this point in its development, I'm not your guy. You know, at one right. point it was, I will coach any entrepreneur, but uh, it doesn't, that that's, doesn't work for me doesn't either. doesn't work. You know, yeah. it's good to be like this. So it was always about my love of mindset that's driven my desire to work with that particular subset. 
that's really fascinating. So you're that clear about what you're looking for too. And sure. I, I get it. Like, that's wonderful. And, and again, you could see how if you're doing that in a consistent way, your value proposition is really powerful. And, it, you know, what you can deliver to people is really powerful in organizations. See the amount of times that if I ident- when I identify that person, we're sitting in a first meeting and I go, is this what's happening? And they go, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like when I, yes. when, even that thing of like, See when you turn your head in this way, are you creating chaos? And they're a bit like, do you know? I think I'm doing that, like because I'm so used to working with you know businesses. Yeah. Here's exactly what goes on. Here's what's happening in the power dynamics because you've got people who were there uh, at the very start with you, and there's a risk they become a group called the originals, and then right. they have a slightly different sort of power status in the group as well, which can sometimes cause resentment. Like the, the knowledge of knowing that these dynamics are happening. Um, right. That's kind of the extra value that I can bring to my clients because they they don't see that. So I've seen that play out like so many times. So many times. That we can just nip it where it actually happens. Um, and again, for anyone that's listening, like cognitive style, guys, it's not about what you know. Well, it's, it is, there's an element of what you know. But the most powerful thing in the new economy is how you think. It's like there was a point where I was trying to get those entrepreneurs to understand strategy. And now you do it. But they, right. they do not think that way. And it's a total waste of their energy to do it. Yes. So you, you get those visionary people, keep pointing out the way, put a structured person in here. See, for your culture, you need to make sure that you've got what's, what's called like a caregiver, that person yeah. who understands the human element of that. And like you say, you put those people together in the teams, you sort the power dynamics out. That's how you get the winning formula. But you've got to right. understand how you think. For so long in my life, it was based on what do I know? Go to university, get a law degree, uh, yes. learn now about IT, apply it in this environment. It's not what it's about, man. It's about how yeah. you think. That is so cool. I and I think you're you're that's that's wonderful. So common challenges that are going on out there with these entrepreneurs, that things that that are that are happening. So if you're at the start of your entrepreneurial journey and you can't handle rejection, don't be an entrepreneur. It'll right. be uh, it'll be way too painful for you. Do you know if and if right. you're somebody a bit like me who wants the, the plan, who doesn't like to be off plan too much, don't be an entrepreneur. Like right. find something else that is going to be in your groove because um that's it's not the sole way for you to realize your own personal ambition and your own personal dream, right? So that because the challenge at that start stage is that whatever your plan is on day one is wrong. You know, it's well. It's wrong in terms of that is I've never seen that be the actual final plan, right? For execution. Like here is yes. exactly who it's the customer impossible. is. Here's how it's we impossible. serve them. Here's what the yeah. numbers are, right? But that is how some people start out, that it's going to look like this. There is the fear of being wrong, the fear of the rejection. Um, that's really hard for some people to take. If you're not going out and speaking to your customers, if you're not going out and engaging them, you won't make it. You know, if you don't have some element of salesman in you, yeah, you're not going to make it. Um, so that that's like a, a key challenge. The things like funding, funding isn't a problem if you've got the right idea. You know, if, sure. here, oh, if I just get the money, oh, I, I can't get the fund, I can't get the funding. It's because your idea sucks, man. It's because, yes. you know, you're, you're going to the wrong people with a terrible idea or the right people with a terrible idea, you know? Yes. Um, get people around you who are going to be honest with you and just take the feedback, man. Yeah. See the amount of entrepreneurs that... Um, they're so close to it. There's an ego thing there as well. Like they get so close to the idea and they're so in love with it. Most of the people who are giving you feedback, there are some people out there who are malevolent, right? But most of them are trying to help you. 
Right. And you've got to have that mindset of what's the motive of this person for telling me this? Is it because right. they're trying to destroy my self-image? Or is it yeah. because maybe they've got a bit of experience and they've seen things before and they would like to try and help me? Yeah. I guarantee you, more often than not, it's the latter. But as yes. soon as you push back and go, no, you're wrong, no, you're wrong, that person will just shut down and go, well, okay, you know, I've, I've done my bit. So be, you've got, in the early stages, you've got to be open to that, the, the feedback. Um, have a different mindset around that. Think about the person who's talking to you. Think about their motive. Hey, leaders. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Since we started this podcast, every person you've heard from has been one of the incredible alumni of the Student Works Management Program. In large part, that's how I got to meet these amazing people and participate in their development. Starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast, interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down the path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. Now back to the episode. So Joe, you know, we're, we got a lot of 20 year olds listening, you know, mm. and so, you know, you're, you've got this entrepreneurial idea, you're thinking about it. How do you, how do you find mentorship? How do you find people who, who can assist you, you know, who, who maybe have that experience, you know, they've been through a bunch of iterations, they've been through a bunch of situations. The, the thing I would say there, a couple of like practical bits of advice is have a clear ask of that person. You would be amazed how many people will be willing to help you, particularly yeah. if they're entrepreneurs, you know, and you've got a bit of a spark about you as well. Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm assuming we're not talking about the people who want rescued, you know, like, no. oh, I want a mentor to do my thing, right? So you're, you're wanting a mentor to actually help you to grow. So make sure you've got a clear ask of them and make sure it's something small to start with. You know, yeah. the amount of entrepreneurs, it's like, will you join my board? You know, you don't know me, but will you join me? No, I won't, you know. Yeah. But will I give you 15 minutes to talk about, you know, uh, give me your perspective on one specific challenge? Yeah, I probably will. There's a bit of yes. an ego thing with a lot, of, a lot of people do. You know, it's nice to be asked by somebody For to sure. say, yes. will you give me some help? Um, yeah. I'd be, I would be mindful of whether you want a, an entrepreneur, uh, sorry, a mentor or a coach as well. So a mentor is going to give you that advice about here's the way that I have done something. And a yes. coach is going to help you to work out what's the way that you want to do it. Uh, good point. Um, be quite clear about that. You know, there was somebody who run a very successful discount store. So it was no surprise that anybody who went to him, his advice was always make it cheaper, right? Because that's, right. that's how it worked for him. <laughs> I see a, I see a nail, hammer it. I see a nail, hammer it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and make sure you get a discount on the hammer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there were other things. So people could go to him and say, um, we're thinking about leasing a property. You know, I know that you've leased properties. Can you give me some advice about that? If you ah. go to him and say, I want some advice about the product, it's always going to be make it cheaper. So like, yeah, think yeah. about who it is that you're going to and what the ask actually is of them. Um, but the key thing I would say is make it a small ask. You will be amazed at who is willing to help you if you just ask them for a little, you know, a 15 minutes or something. You know, they'll reject you as well, but like a lot of people help. I found the same thing. I found the same thing for sure. 
so how how do you keep learning, Joe? And how, how have you kept learning over the years? What do you what do you what are you doing? What do you recommend there? Just like constant reading, and um, I'm, I actually try. I don't read any fiction. Um, I try to read outside of my realm. So I'm reading something on uh, storytelling at the moment because okay. I, I'm really interested in the parallels there for the narratives that are going on in these businesses. Um, for example, there's actually a transition here from it being a film. So the entrepreneur starts and it's a film and it's about them and they're the hero. The stage right. that I'm dealing with them at where they start to develop that team and it's becoming its own thing, it's almost more of a TV drama series, you know, where everybody's got their own plot line and storyline and it all kind of hangs together as one piece. Um, I quite like that as a, a way of talking about the changing narrative. You know, it's no longer all about the hero. It's about everybody, yes. all the characters that are in this um, series. So I, I, I like, um, I, I read a lot and try to read sort of adjacent to the core uh, entrepreneurial stuff as well, because there comes a point where it's the same message just packaged up differently. Right. So that huge amounts of uh, reflection, you know, the deeper you understand your mindset, and you'll be the same as somebody who understands mindset, you can always kind of step back and go, right, my lens on that situation was this. Where was I getting a own road? What was the interference that I was causing? How can I do that differently in future? And how do I want to do that? What feels like authentically me? So yes. there's a lot more um, reflection because of the depth of understanding of mindset. But yeah, I think like my key thing, or my key learning points are those two, reading and reflection. Um, yeah, yeah we really work with our people to to stand back and reflect right mm. after those interactions after those sales calls after you know what what am i doing you know and again just if i'm not getting the impact well what's happening you know mm. and usually it comes down to like you said mindset sure. one other thing that you came up and i and i loved your share was was around ego with an entrepreneur sure, sure. you know I, I i imagine that can be a real 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 challenge and mm. you know how have you found being able to impact people whose egos are running away from them in their business? So the, one of the key things is um, to set that up as part of the deal. So my nature, I'm going in there to challenge. So my principle around, like, if you're trying to level up as a leader and you want to do something, you want like a paradigm shift, a step change, we're going to have to deconstruct some stuff here. Like, if you right. want me to come in and just do your bidding, I'm not the guy. Like, I'm right. here because these are the things that I've seen. Now, is that what you want? Do you want me to do that or not? Right. And if it's no, okay, let's not work together. Um, the right. ego challenge that you get as well is sometimes exacerbated because of the hero nature of that entrepreneur. So when you think they've come through, they've pulled people in with their charisma, they've built this from nothing, then they start to get this elevated status and people treat them that way. Yes. It's the same as any kind of, again, let's use Elon Musk. There are times where it's because people around him are constantly going, you can do anything, you can do anything. I don't know how much challenge a guy gets. But for yes. me, he's, his mind is in too many places. I don't think, yes. he, like, who am I to speak, right? But he shouldn't be doing Tesla anymore. Because Tesla's yes. got to a point where it's now a bit of a machine. Like, why, why are you even there, Elon? Do you know? Your yes. mind is better placed somewhere else. And you can't run SpaceX and Tesla and the boring company and the neural networks place. And, like, Look what's happening yeah. there. This is what I mean about those opportunities looking out the way. Yes. But he can't let things go. I remember him saying at one point, so it was the sort of the, the chairman CEO role or something and saying, yeah, I would let one of them go if, uh, if there was only somebody who could do it better than me. Right. But what he's doing there is he's using his own lens of what of better course. is, of what good is. And nobody's yes. challenging that. 
So yeah. the, the ego thing definitely does get in the road. And it's about having the right people around you to have you grounded. But I would say in their defense, some of it is just you can't help it. Like if you're if you've got if you're in the middle of that, if you are Elon Musk and every day everyone's going, You're amazing, you're godlike, yeah. everything you say is is yeah. you can't help but internalize that in your neural network. You cannot yes. help it. So the, the power the power dynamic can be very difficult to manage. Yeah, I can imagine. And again, I'm a huge Elon Musk fan and I see those things as well. And mm. and it's it would be very you know, who's kidding? Very difficult being Elon Musk, very difficult, you know, with, with that, like in finding that balance, finding that right mindset, finding someone to challenge you, you know, am I doing the right thing? You know, I don't, I, to be honest, Chris, I don't know why I haven't approached him to be a client. Um, right. You know, Elon, you're, you need some of this stuff that I've got going on here. Um, right. If you're, if you're going to have impact. So right. let's, let's yeah. start this out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We already know what your space is. You told us earlier, you're making fun. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, w- when you think about one of the qu- questions I love to ask is, is, you know, you came from a teenager university student to business uh, mm. owner, value creator. Mm. What did you have to change about yourself? Man, see, like my my. If you'd asked me myself of where I was when I was twenty, I would have said you know nine and a half, um, out of ten. And if you asked me now, I'd say seven and a half. And I'm like exponentially more self-aware right. than I was then. Right. Um, the the difference is asking, like taking, firstly taking responsibility for my my life, you know, rather than yes. being this. Again, if you look at stories, you know, I was basically passenger being somebody else's story around. You know, I'm the guy, a guy who works in a law firm. I wasn't taking any responsibility for for myself. Right. Um, the difference is the focus and the self awareness. Don't get me wrong; I'm not like standing on a pedestal and preaching about this. Like I've got everything. Crack. I'm not hearing not, that at all. No, not, no, not no, no, at all. You know, no. but like that's that's a fundamental difference of taking responsibility and getting focused. Just understand this. I can't emphasize enough that cognitive style understanding who you are and again on a practical level for anyone that's listening if you want to look at carl Jung's archetypes um they're all about what your life mission is the right myers-briggs is kind of based from that but carl Jung's got these um, particular archetypes are referred to like caregiver before being one so that's right. somebody who looks after the people a warrior is somebody who has got like their own set mission and is going to go out like an ses crack squad a ruler is somebody who wants to build something and have like a kingdom, you know, have like that kind of business to run. See, if you understand that part of your mission as well, you know, your worldview and your cognitive style, you know, what's my mission on earth? Yeah. What's my cognitive style that can, means I can make that happen? Um, those are the fundamental differences, just thinking about life at that level. Yeah. And it's interesting as well. Like, you know, I would have thought I was very, very uh, evolved and knowledgeable and sort of old soul, you know, at 20 as well. And in many ways, people tell me that that's what I was. And I see that I I was maybe for 20, but now I'm just so much more evolved. So maybe for 20 year olds, it's going, you just don't know, guys, just like Joe and I didn't know. So it's, you know, just, just accept there's so much more to discover. You know, where there's so much more gray out there that you don't know, you, you know, and just just trust, you know, that that there's just an ongoing space. There's so much more to know. And like you said as well, so much of it lies in mindset. Um, and I, I remember I 
I think I first learned about the whole idea about, um, you know, disc Myers-Briggs, that whole space in my late twenties, you know, running my first business and going, Oh my God, you mean not everyone's expressive and and (laughs) outgoing like me? (laughs) Whoa, holy jumping. And and now we, we totally work with our, uh, you know, in our coaching and everything and have for decades, but it's just so funny. Right. So, uh, do you know? Do you know? It's the key thing. Is like it's good when you do a Myers Briggs or something. You find out a bit more about yourself. But the real level is when you use that to understand other people. For sure, that's you know exactly to go it. because you have a particular lens on the world. Yes, and you can only ever approximate somebody else's. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't understand what it's really like if you're a really rational person, like me. You can understand the emotional angle. You know, I can understand, hey, somebody's feeling emotional, right? I understand what emotions are, right? Oh, yeah, I get that. Sure. But you don't. Yeah. You know, you don't. You can never truly live what that's like. So right. I think a key thing um, to move away from as well, if you're in your 20s and thinking about it, is this principle about right and wrong. You know, yes. like the, the black and white. Yeah. Because it's just not as simple as that. Like 5% of the world is like that and 95% yeah. is not. Yeah. So it's about listening to others' opinions more. Yes. Uh, and stop trying to move towards it being your job in a conversation to convince somebody that you're right. Yes. Yeah. And we're, we are swimming in the world of right and wrong. That's what we're born into. And once we understand that and see how ineffective that is in our communications all the time, that there's so much power moving down that road of, of again, listening and, oh, I totally get you said that, Joe, and, you know, and tell me more. And why, how could I be wrong? You know, how, how, what am I not getting? Living in the space of that is, is so much more powerful. Do you know, Chris, I don't know if that's an educational thing. Do you know about like, because education is about right and wrong. Yes, I don't think it's educational for sure. Yes. You, you get yeah. this, you know, here is a maths problem. There's a right and wrong. Here is the right yes. and the wrong way to write this English essay. Here is a right yes. and the wrong way, you know, to do PE. Like everything is about right and wrong, do you know? Um, but that was, that was a big shift. And again, it's a cognitive style. If you look at those Myers-Briggs types, Jays believe, uh, Jays a particular type, but they believe in like black and white. They want the concrete yes. plan. There's a right and a wrong way to do things. So when you've got that cognitive style, it's like a bit of a double whammy, you know? But um, I thought it made me smart sort of talking people around and convincing them, but it doesn't. It just makes you look like a, well, I won't swear in the podcast, but it just, yes. it, you know, it doesn't do you any favors, <laughs> We've kept right? it clean so far. So thank you. As a Scots guy, that's quite tough. Like we do love a swear <laughs> word in Scotland. Um, but yeah, that, that principle for people that are listening, you don't see and acknowledge does not mean agree. You know, you can acknowledge yes. somebody else's yes. point of view without saying who's right and wrong, you know? 100%. Um, but it's the principle is actually listen to what they're saying rather than uh, listen to respond. I mean, that'll be a fundamental change. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if someone wanted to do what you did, what key habits would they have to steal from you? What's the secret to your success? Well, to do like my type of role. Yeah. You've got got to, you know, we've talked a lot about like understanding yourself. There are different types of people that can go in and do different things in businesses. Like if you, what's exciting, if there's people who want to do the type of thing that I do, what is exciting for me is working with all these different businesses and solving problems. Yeah. I'm a problem solver. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to run that, that visionary thing. I don't really want to be responsible for all of those people um, because I love the idea. So it's right. again, it's understanding what is the value that you add. Um, my type will crave structure, which helps these visionary guys because they don't have it. Um, yeah. I am really into mindset, which means I understand 
more about the cultures and, you know, those dynamics that are going on there. I still need people around. So when I'm working with a client at the moment, I'm saying we need someone who really who's got a really strong emotional connection to this group because without them, the stuff we're going to do isn't going to land. So I, I can't really say other than um, really understand what it is that you're going to do for somebody. Right. You know, there's so many people out there that are like, I am an entrepreneurial coach. And I'm not, I'm not denigrating anybody else. I'm just saying, I don't know how you can be happy with that because there is it's such a broad spectrum. Yeah. Like if you understand where you add value, you'll feel it. You know, there's the flow state in your head. The, yeah. the, these, what, what I call superpowers around these abilities you've got that the core of them is ingrained into your head. You haven't even had to learn it. So this thing about like structure in my head, that's part of like who I am. Who Being able to see the bigger picture is part of yes. who I am. So I've got those things by nature. Where can I leverage them to my greatest advantage? The people yeah. who are the really strong empaths. I'm a coach, but I'm not, I'm not like an emotional empath. But I so respect what they've got, you know, where they yeah. can like read that room and they can put, I don't put people at ease either, man. Like you can put, <laughs> they can put, they, they can do it, right? They can put people at ease and, yeah. you know, they bring out that kind of safety element. I bring out like performance and progress. And yes. sometimes that's not the right dial to turn up, right? You need yes. a bit of like safety and, you know, making sure that people are actually being taken care of. So if you understand, you know, take these tests, read about Carl Jung's archetypes. If you understand what you've got in your cognitive style and your worldview, you'll be able to work out where, where you add value and keep iterating, you know? Just if, when, you, when you hit your groove, you will feel it, man. Like you'll feel it. You will know, you will have that day where you're like, that day just went by in like five minutes and it was amazing. Yes. You know, yes. you're only going to find that if you keep moving towards it. So yeah. that's all I can say about that. Like really understand cognitive style, this, this worldview, and where you're going to add the most value. That's how you become a, good, a great coach. Joe, I think that was really, really powerful. I just, I just love because, you know, people may feel who are listening, I, I would totally love to be an entrepreneurial coach. And so, well, maybe they're moving in the space of, I'm going to be an entrepreneurial coach. And mm -hmm. that may be the first step. Mm -hmm. And recognize you can't stay there. You can't serve everyone. You've sure. got to go and and sub and sub and slice and slice and dice and then really get to a spot where, again, you're delivering crazy value for your clients. They're excited as heck. You're again, like you said, you're feeling that, you know, in your heart. I just, I just love what I'm doing. I'm just making a difference. And like you said, your days are just running by. I think I just love that. So if you if you love Italian food, right? And you're standing outside two restaurants. And one of them serves Italian food and one of them serves food, but they happen to have lasagna on the menu. Like, where do you go? Do you know what no I mean? No kidding. So yeah. it's, it's about thinking, you know, I know that there's, that's another thing that happens. There's a real nervousness around, oh, I don't want to um, cut out any part of a market. Mm -hmm. You know, if I go too niche, then I won't be able Look to find my market. Look how niche you are. That's what I'm saying. Like the more, <laughs> the more niche you go, you, the more you yeah. become the go-to guy for that, the person with that problem. And yes. how many do you need? If you're, if you're going to do the things like I do, I want to work deep with my clients. So I only have like 10 at a time that I really yeah. work deeply with. There are, there are 10 entrepreneurs out there that do that, right? I mean, this is, there's, yeah. there's more than that. There's plenty. So it's yeah. about understanding like what's the offer. I'm not running a mastermind group and some subscription service for blah, blah. Like I am going in and working really deeply. And that's my yeah. offer. And you get to a point where you go, that's the offer, because I know that's what you need. Yes. And if you don't want that, I'm not the guy anyway, because we're going to be working on something that I don't believe in. Right. So 
go in niche, understand that value, and then just go super niche. You might have to do some stuff for free to start with. You yeah. know, you might need to like volunteer and you know go and do bits and pieces you can't just go out there and be like tomorrow i'm an entrepreneurial coach i mean i've been in this space for seven years i did all that groundwork entrepreneurial spark working with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different entrepreneurs and just building up that credibility to do what i want so i've rambled a little bit there but the whole thing is yeah find find the the value that you can add and believe me that niche is there whatever you think is the niche there's a niche within that. <laughs> That's yeah. where you need to focus. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> no, and I don't think you rambled at all. I think, again, I really appreciate, um, you know, Joe, how authentic you've been today on our podcast and really, really trying to deliver value for our young leaders going and saying, hey, what? how can I make sense of this world? How can I go and, you know, deliver value in the world and, and really have the life that, you know, it looks like, you know, Chris and Joe have, you know, and after, again, decades of hard work and, and discovery and self-improvement and, and listening to coaches and get whacked on the head, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's not easy, but it's worth it. It's worth trying. You know, that's what I think too. So one final question, mm. when you think of the leader of tomorrow, what comes to mind? The leader of tomorrow for me is somebody who is fully inclusive of the, of the people that are around them. What, what I mean by that is that the, the hero leader does not get you that far. You know, if you, if you want to create something that's big and massive, you need to be a bit more Martin Luther King and a bit less Jobs and Branson, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because the world is too complex and the challenges, the, be- the worthwhile challenges are too big for somebody who's got like one single worldview yeah. to change that. But I think you need those people at the early stages but see, once it becomes a, a movement or a principle, it's, you've got to go bigger than that. So the leaders of tomorrow for me are the people who really appreciate the value of these different styles and can enable people to become their best selves and to take themselves out of that. And I think that's quite a transition from the majority of leaders that we have at the moment. Right. Okay. Well, hey, thank you very much for joining us today, this morning here in Canada, uh, <laughs> in Scotland, uh, this afternoon. Um, yeah. And I uh, really appreciate you reaching out. Uh, let's stay in touch cool. and uh, be well. It was a great conversation. Thanks for having me, Chris. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode. By now, you are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.